Right, should we um, get started? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. <coughs> Take a sip of water. That's been sitting on that desk for a little while now, so it tastes quite cardboardy, but oh well. Cardboard um, water, love that. Yeah. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Footy Fetish podcast with myself, Alfie, Ollie, yo, and Harry. One, yo. Uh, no Mark today. He is uh, busy, and, and he's not here. So uh, Ollie is manning the stream today. So if there's any if anything goes wrong, blame Ollie. Blame Mark. Uh, no, blame Mark. Yeah, but blame oh, Mark. Okay, actually, blame Mark. <laughs> don't blame right. me. Uh, it's basically the usual then. Just blame Mark. Yeah. Um, if in doubt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I it's like season two, episode something, but we're, it's week two Premier League um, review, basically. Now, you know, the Tuesdays are reviews of the week just gone, Thursdays are the previews of the week coming up. We know the drill now. I'm still getting it into my mind about doing two podcasts a week. It's, uh, but it's, uh, it's all good. It's all good. But um, before we get into the review of the week, well, review of the football of the week, uh, there's just some news, some transfer news. But obviously, I thought if kicking off the podcast, we might as well start with something that kicked off last night in the Marseille-Nice game uh, where yeah, fans and players and coaches and physios and officials, stewards, everyone just throwing punches, boys. It was a bit of a, a bit of a mad one, basically. So, yeah, I mean, I think essentially how it started was a fan has thrown what they called a missile. It's a water ball. Like, let's not go with the whole missile. A, bot- a, a bottle ball. rocket. Yeah, yeah is that... <laughs> How are you just holding that missile, Harry, with a... Uh, oh, no have problem. you seen the size of this oh, nuke? Jesus, look at that. It's a nuke, mate. <laughs> it's an IBM. It's an IBM. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so yeah, a, a water bottle. Let's get it, uh, you know, a bottle of water. Um, which then he threw back oh. and then threw another one back. Norse PC and... to subscribe. Sorry for the interruption, but... Man like Marcus. What a guy. Mo Farrasine. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, uh yeah, so he got some water bottles of water thrown at him, he threw him back with another by Alvaro G- uh, Gonzalez, a defender that is also on the Marseille team. And when I read the name that was also involved in this, I just thought, well, obviously. Matteo Guenduzzi. Obviously he the petulant child that he is, obviously was getting involved in the shenanigans. Um Always. But yeah, I mean, it was. It's obviously quite horrendous what happened, but it was a great watch. Um, it, was, it was jokes to watch. Obviously, the biggest standout of it was uh, the Marseille manager Jorge Sampaoli. Um, just having to be like, it was so funny. Just going just ham. Be, yeah, like it took like three or four people. Right, yeah, it took like three or four people <laughs> to like push him back, and even then he still broke free and managed to punch a couple fans. I saw. A Marseille physio, it was like a take like a small section of the video of a big mass brawl taken. And you see him just run on the pitch, just go up to this fad, just punch him straight in the face, knock him down and run off. <laughs> it's just mate, it's just quality. But um yeah, guys, what did, what did you make of this Marseille versus Nice fight? <laughs> Thoroughly uh, entertaining. Um it yeah. was just like I think we were sent a video of it. It was like a five minute video on Twitter or something by uh, by George. 
Everyone knows George. And, George um, yeah, I watched it, and all five minutes, it wasn't wasn't a down moment at all. There wasn't any points where it was like, okay, it's calmed down now. It was just pure chaos the whole time, and even the full five minutes didn't look like it was going to calm down any uh, like anytime soon. But um, yeah, it was a bit crazy to see how quickly the referee just completely lost control of that game, like massively. It's kind of mad that that whole thing just happened that they just that the fans just even bothered to run down onto the pitch in the first place. Oh yeah, we can track all the all manner of shit at you, but you kick a ball at us. Yeah, man, uh, it's so I, stupid. Um, yeah, I, I think Pyatt was well within his rights to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I it's one on... of those things where you're in your right to do it, but you probably shouldn't just because you got you got to be like the bigger guy in that situation. I mean, yeah, yeah, he didn't get anything out of it. No, sense, not at all. They throw yeah, a load no. of bottles at him, and he throws one or two back, and then chaos. With no guarantee. Yeah. yeah, I imagine the French league will do nothing. Uh, you know, they'll probably just whatever give him a little slap on the wrist or whatever what are you gonna do like it doesn't really i know it's like one of those things where people are like oh you need to kick this out of the game but it don't matter it is what it is but english fans are monsters yeah no, no exactly so we're the only monsters yeah Obviously. french fans do it they get called nice <laughs> yeah sorry i saw that on photos. an absolutely horrific joke but um but yeah um french league that's the best thing the french league's done in years is uh is this scrap mm. Actually, uh, that's true. Yeah, so you know, um, it is what it is. But we'll uh, we'll move on now. Spurs. We I feel like we haven't really spoken about Spurs like transfer wise on this Thank quite God. quite a little while. But um, looks like they're going to be pursuing Adama Traore for the rest of the window. Uh, there was a they had a, re- a move rejected, which was a loan with an option to buy at the end. Uh, I don't know if that's the way Wolves want to do it. If they want to get rid of him now for money or, or loan him I, I think either way you're getting rid of a, a big player in your team you might as well get some money for him um, but what do you guys think of Adama Traore to Spurs well it suggests to me that they're going to start playing Son through the middle if Kane does end up going yeah um, but you know he's, I think he might fit their system quite well and obviously he knows Nuno already Nuno knows how to use him exactly um I don't hate that as a transfer. Forty million is steep, but yeah, don't hate that for the fitting in terms of fitting in the Tottenham. Definitely, yeah. I think they've got to be if they if they're going to be properly pursuing Chara, then they've got to now be considering the Kane move properly because it's. I think you see you've been playing there playing it a bit cool on sort of social media and that sort of stuff and in various interviews saying obviously Tottenham aren't playing ball and stuff like that but um, I think it has now got to the point where Spurs, oh not Spurs, um, City are now actively really pushing Tottenham for a proper like final like all said and done, is it going to happen will you obviously allow us to sign Harry Kane, obviously they're clearly showing their intent by obviously pushing and pushing as much as they are to try and obviously sign him and I think if Chiari does go it is just a it's all said and done, um, Kane's going to be going to City really and there's been increasing amounts of talk saying that the deal is getting closer um, to happening but who knows really, I think he hopefully he should do alright actually at um, Tottenham well, no, hopefully he doesn't do alright at Tottenham but <laughs> for him as a person I quite like Torre so I'd want him to do well but 
Yeah. The thing is, like, I've seen loads of people talking about like, oh, this moves obviously means that Harry Kane's going to City, and I'm like, well, I don't think it is. I think they sign him anyway. Is there any? There's no reason why. You know these signings that Spurs have been making. There's no reason why these signings are not Harry Kane replacements and more to entice Harry Kane to stay and to actually improve the team. So uh, we'll see what. But like, because another... they haven't signed a striker. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. I mean, there was the, the only around... option would be Son. Yeah, there was rumours around Martinez, Latoro Martinez from Inter Milan, but he's just signed a new deal with them, so that's not obviously going to happen. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't really see the Man City. I don't see the Man City moving get, getting done in eight days. That's not. I don't think personally it's going to happen. I think Harry O'Kane will be a Tottenham player this year. I think next year will be when the move happens. Probably getting for cheaper. Probably getting for about a hundred mil next year. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting. But they've uh, also made another signing with Pape Sar from Mets. I don't know much about the kid, but he's you know highly touted in France. Teenager, uh, fourteen million pounds is the is the deal at the moment with a, uh, and he's being loaned back till the end of this year to Mets, which is probably a great idea to be fair for them. I mean, he's probably not going to play, is he? If he's a young young player for Tottenham, so why not stick him back in the uh, in the French league to? Uh, well, get experience eventually if it was like League One, but oh well. Um, yeah, and there was some rumours that they inquired for Weston McKinney from Juventus, you know, that young American kid. Uh, but then I saw that apparently Juventus have come out and said, yeah, no, it's a lie. We're not, we, we don't want anything to do with that. Uh, we want to keep him around. Fair enough. But yeah, so with these signings, say they keep Harry Kane, right? They get maybe an Adama trial rate. Obviously, they've got in um, Romero from Juventus or wherever it's from, uh, or Atalanta, wherever. Um, and who else have they signed? I feel like they signed another player this Brian season. Gill. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brian Gill, yeah. So if all these come, all that, like, in, including Kane staying, all of that, how do you guys see this season going for Spurs? Obviously, beat City. Didn't look as well in the, their last game, but still got the win. Yeah. What do you reckon? I don't know. It could be, uh, they could do quite well. Um, obviously, Kane. I'm not sure if uh, he he's he's a professional. If he plays, he's going to put his heart and soul into it, regardless of whether he wants to be there or not. So, I think they probably will still end up doing all right this season. Um, I think people have they've sort of unexpectedly got off to a a better start than people sort of initially thought. Two wins out of two, so it's not not a bad start by any means. But I think it's yeah, I can't see. It's it's so hard to tell at the moment because we're only two games in. Their season could be all downhill from here. Um, but you'd like to think with the start that they've gotten off to that they're going to do better, especially because they've only what well, Harry Kane's played twenty minutes so far this season, and all he managed to do was get a yellow Scored. card in that twenty minutes. He well. did nearly score. Yeah, but he also got a yellow card and didn't score. Yeah, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they'll still have a decent season. I think, yeah, like I said, Harry Kane's a professional, so he'll still want to do what he does best and score goals for for Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to sit out, is he? No. Right. That does nothing. That only hinders his career because that just, you know, no one. That's a whole year about people seeing him on the pitch. You know what I mean? So. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, moving to the far more interest, probably the most interesting team in fucking London at the moment is Chelsea, because they're just doing bits. They've uh, opened talks with Atletico Madrid about Sao Niguez, um, with a loan being, being then an option to buy, but also United have inquired within the last 24 hours because they're torn between him and um, Camavinga. Um, this would be a great deal 
for either of the teams if they can land Sal Sal Nigos. He's a fantastic player. He's a very Liverpool player. And I don't really get why Liverpool haven't gone for him. But I mean, at Chelsea, uh, Chelsea don't need him. But United could definitely do with him. I think uh, if they're going to continue with Pogba out on that left because he seems to be doing really well out there, um, then then I don't see why they wouldn't wouldn't go for him. They've agreed personal terms with Jules Conde from Sevilla as well. Obviously, no no deal's been agreed between the two teams, and uh, Conde said that he uh, he doesn't want to force a move and is prepared to stay in Spain if the two teams can't reach an agreement this this summer, which is fair. I think that's a it's quite a good way of going about it. To be fair. Uh, very respectful from him. I mean, I do think it is because Sevilla have Champions League football as well this year. So, I mean, you know, either way, he's going to be playing in, you know, the top tier of football. Um, Zuma looks like he could. Well, I don't know if he's going to go, but they Chelsea have come out and said they're willing to sell him to West Ham for the right price, uh, which I think going to West Ham would be a great move for him and for West Ham. Um, Chelsea just seem to be getting rid of centre backs at the moment. And uh, I'm not. I don't. I don't really get why they're so keen to get rid of Zuma, though. Yeah. I mean, he popped up a lot last season with some big performances and big goals and stuff. But I think Christensen's going to take a real, like, he's going to be a very big presence in that backline. So obviously, he had a great Euros. He played a lot in the back end the last year. Um, and then obviously, you, you know, you've got Rudiger. You've got Azpilicueta, who seems to be slotting back in that to that third centre back role Having with his, uh, resurgence. Oh. Yeah, exactly. And then you got um, Shalaba, Chaloba, however you say it. He's 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 coming through. He's absolutely smashing it. So yeah, I, I can kind of get it. I mean, they've gotten rid of who else they got. So they potentially get rid of Zuma. They've got rid of Gay to us, and they got rid of someone else as well, centre back to, uh, Tomori, Fakayo Tomori to uh, AC Milan. So yeah, they're not. They're definitely willing to let players go. And obviously, Kunde is a centre back himself, so that'll be another young centre back coming in. Oh, and they got Thiago Silva as well. They? Yeah, they got Thiago Silva on the bench. So they got. They got players coming out their ass like City. Yeah. That's fair, hundred percent. So yeah, no, they've not even just got centre backs. Obviously, they've still got Ben Chilwell that doesn't play really at the moment. He seems to be favouring uh, uh, Marcus Alonso. Again, yeah. another player that's had a bit of a, a, a resurgence at the moment with uh, with Chelsea. Yeah, seems. I know. I know. Ruben Loftus Cheek is apparently in the pl- in in Tuchel's plans this year. So we'll see how he's deployed. Um, if he can stay fit, hopefully. And that's been his biggest problem. Um, but you, we've seen what he can do when he gets played consistently. Like when he was on loan at Arsenal, he was fantastic at Palace. Do you know what yeah, I mean? When he, he got consecutive runs and all that kind of thing. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Zappa Costa, remember the name? Yep. Yep. He's, that, he's gone. Face. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, he looks like, kind of like Mario. Yeah. Um, or Luigi, whichever one. Take one. Um, he. Uh, yeah, he's made a permanent move to Atalanta, which I think is actually a really good move for him. Um, I, d- I didn't even realise he still played for Chelsea to be honest with you he's been so quiet I didn't realise um, he hasn't played for Chelsea to be honest yeah, I just but, nodded because it's the name I'd heard before yeah the Zappa Costa <laughs> yeah he's gone he's gone to uh, gone to Atalanta with a permanent move so you know good luck uh, Italy's a great place to go if you're a bit older and obviously he is Italian himself so back home that's lovely for him um, yeah as we were saying obviously about the centre-back situation Christensen and Rudiger have been offered new contracts in, to stay with Chelsea uh, yet to be signed, I think, but you know they've been offered, which is great. I weird because they were looking to ship off Rudiger this summer. Uh, they seem to have done a 180 on that, as he has started the last two games as well to open the season. So um, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. But I mean, Chelsea are looking very, very much probably the strongest team so far. I think you'd probably have to say over these first two game weeks, I'll probably say they're the strongest team. Uh, West Ham. Um, 
Yeah, well, yeah, definitely West Ham up there. Yeah. But, uh, it's half a, a joke, bit. it's half actually not a joke. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. not a joke at all. Um, but yeah, no, uh, just a bit of quick Palace news for everyone. It's a, I know it's just, just me caring. But um, yeah, we're looking like we're set. It's going to sign Reese Nelson on loan and we're moving for Eddie and Ketia. I've seen today that our deal is basically 10 or £10 million or leave it, basically, because we're not paying 20 uh, which is fair enough, I guess. But I wouldn't be surprised if we do actually need somewhere in the middle and get that deal. Uh, we yeah. need a striker and you need to get rid of a striker. So, um, you know, it, it makes sense uh, to get done. I, I think I'd take it. I, I was saying to Ollie last night, actually, I've seen Palace fans on Twitter talking about how it, the same Palace fans that want to Rian Brewster don't want Eddie Nketiah. And for me, Eddie Nketiah is a far better player than Rian Brewster is anyway. 100%. But, That's not even I mean, Arsenal bias coming into it. That's just facts. Yeah. No, for sure. And Even the Sheffield want to get rid of Rian Brewster now, I'm hearing. Yeah, no, yeah. It's exactly. a record and signing. Shit the championship as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, well, he can just go get his hair cut with his Champions League badge around, Champions League medal around his neck again. And, and uh, you know, he, pretend. He, yeah. Which he could just pretend for well, the rest of his life. Well, truly deserved. So, um, yeah, exactly. Um, if you want to come on the podcast, Rian, any time, mate. Um, Defend yourself. Yeah, no, uh but apart from that, I don't know. Um, he's not really the striker that I'd want, but if he comes here, you best believe he's getting my full unwavered support and I hope he absolutely smashes it. So we'll see how it goes. I actually do think he fits the system quite nice. Well, quite, well, better. Let's, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but better than Benteke or Mateta do. So it could be quite interesting. Um, adds a little bit more of a dynamic to him as well. Um, bit of interesting West Ham news which you don't really think because they looked so well was like a good cohesive unit but Declan Rice has said he's going to refuse a new contract at West Ham and also feels that he's being priced out of a summer move what do you guys think about that do you think he is because I think 100 million for Declan Rice is certainly outpricing him yeah definitely he's not a 100 million pound player no I think there's not oh, many yeah. CDMs that are CDMs aren't 100 billion pound players like in general really because you can get like if they're like even Kante, I probably wouldn't say he's worth a hundred. Didn't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like he's nowhere near that sort of amount. Obviously, yeah, I know the transfer like markets. Now, yeah, I know the transfer markets changed and stuff like that. But you, uh, it's not often that you're going to be seeing clubs paying out a hundred mil for a CDM because they're not goal scorers. They don't. They're not like they obviously they are key people in the team. But yeah, they're not prolific goal scorers. They're not the ones that are going to be the ones winning the games for them. Um, but it's definitely definitely pricing them out for me I think he's going to go to Chelsea he's going to do, obviously go, we'll go back to Chelsea technically he's going to meet up again with uh, Mason Mount his best mate do bits in the uh, Chelsea midfield yeah I personally see him going to Man United but either way I think that would be a great move for him I think either team would be fantastic um, yeah I mean because we're talking about Kante if I saw Kante go for 70 million or 80 million I'd be like yeah fair play do you know what I mean? Yeah. If he went for a hundred, even then, I put Kante's so good. I think if you bought him at any price, it's worth. Do I think I mean? when he went for thirty to Chelsea, people since then have realised how important he is, how important yeah. he was to that Leicester team. Oh yeah, yeah. And, well, like well, Leicester what... knew at the time, obviously the Chelsea scouts did. But look how good he made Danny Drinkwater look. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is what it is. What happened to but, him? Uh, is he still at Chelsea? No, I think he's at Burnley, right? Or is he... Oh, he was last season on loan, but... Yeah. Oh, Harry, have a look for us, son. Yeah. 
But a bit of Arsenal news, because that's always fun to go over. Um, is the comedy part of the uh, podcast coming up? But uh, so you know, right? <laughs> Arsenal are desperately um, trying to get Willi- rid of William at this point, essentially. Yeah, they're take just, him, anyone. Yeah, free. Corinthian, I don't care. I'll pay you Corinthian. to take him. <laughs> <laughs> Corinthians have come in recently. Um, whereas William would prefer him to stay in Europe, but I think at this point he's going to take the deal. Uh, but Harry, I don't know if you saw this, but he sparked fury of Arsenal fans after liking Chelsea's Instagram oh, yeah. post. Yeah, 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 really it is <laughs> incredible <laughs> shithousery. That is, we need to make a note of that for Ollie. Make a note of that for the awards next year. Uh, we've already got a couple of nominees yeah. for shithousery as well. It's, got... been, it's early doors as well, and we've got two weeks in. We've got two nominees. Shit hours of the year. It's going to be a great year. We might have to do more than four nominees for this one. Yeah, 100%. Just to interject, uh, unbelievably, Danny Drinkwater is still at Chelsea. I thought he was. He's made 12 appearances in four years of being there. Oh my God. Um, He played one game on loan at Burnley, four games on loan at Villa, and then last season he was on loan at a team called Kasim Pasha in Turkey. Jesus Christ. He's still contracted to Chelsea. He's fallen off a cliff, the poor man. He's 31 years old. Oh, yeah, he's just waiting. And he did also get done for drink driving, didn't he? Why didn't he just go down the leagues? He should just go play some Championship League One football for the rest of his career and just have a fun time. Do you know what I mean? Like, drop down to the best league in the world. You could just go get pissed on a Saturday night, get up and play Sunday football in the league in that league if it's Danny Drinkwater. So go do it. Not to district. That's League One and League Two. Championships actually very, very good standards. Best league in the world. Sadly. Um, but yeah, apart from that, Torreira's close to signing Fiorentina, whatever. Um, and then Arsenal are listening to offers for Aubameyang. That is a big one. Um, going there back any? slightly. Yeah. Sorry, going huh? back slightly. I saw uh, something there. earlier about um, Torreira, and they said, uh, um, unpopular opinion, Torreira's the midfielder we need right now. <laughs> and I was a bit like, I can kind of actually kind of half see that, but at the same time, it's been what like a year or so since he's actually properly played with Arsenal I said he could actually do alright but at the same time I'm not really willing to risk it bringing him back I'd rather just get him off the books save some money he's been shit so uh, (laughs) so I probably wouldn't bother but it's too bad when he went like at first and then he really started to go downhill and then we got then we sort of started loaning him out so it was the first couple of like month or so he was actually doing alright has Odegaard signed yet? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. V- visa right, issues. Yeah. That's why he couldn't play um, the other day. But it's interesting. Should be like sorted. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think it's interesting because Abama Yang. I mean, I was saying to I don't know. I think I said to Wally, but it wasn't this. Yeah, it was last summer before his season last year that was shit. And I remember saying to Hendry and something like that that you should sell Abama Yang and invest in youth in the squad. Um, it seems that you're doing going to trying to do that now. Maybe a year and a bit too late. Because um, we were saying last night, Ollie, the idea, but the, the 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 scouting itself, like the players you bought, is not amazing. But the idea of why you bought them makes sense. Because I think the oldest player you've signed this summer is 23. Yeah. That's a great idea. Build a young group that can go, you know, mesh together, learn together, then go attack the top four together. You know, uh, you don't want to be doing this thing where you're just signing an Urzil, plugging him in, uh, a Sanchez, plugging him in. Do you know, that's yeah. not going to work anymore. The only but thing about I, that is though, the Aubameyang boats missed basically now is sort of my point of like getting any real deal for him. Yeah, um, I think with that though, obviously it, it's looking more increasingly like Arteta is not going to be 
there for too much longer. And obviously, it's all well and good bringing in these young players, but I don't want a manager to come in and be like, oh, actually, don't want you, don't want you, don't want you, and then just completely just getting rid of him. Like, well, another window wasted. Like, it's just. It's better that if they're going to do that, it's better that they do that when you've got players that are tops 23 years old you can recuperate some of the money that you spent on them oh yeah when you've got a family yeah. that's in his 30s you ain't gonna get nothing and his best ability is pace and that's rapidly going yeah um so i i don't know um i like the idea but i still obviously there's still massive issues around the actual recruitment at arsenal at the moment and that's the thing obviously we're on a long-term rebuild at the moment we're not going to be challenging for top four anytime soon i, I give it another this season next season and maybe another season after that and then we might actually start to challenge the top four it's, it's a long-term rebuild it's not gonna happen anytime soon i've basically just with arsenal i've put all expectations down about four pegs and uh i'm just gonna hopefully we finish in the top 10. that's what if i'm it, thinking of taking down another couple runs then you'll be happy by the end of season in time. the best league in the world yeah so exactly uh, um, I think uh, just to, before we get onto the week two review, I know that's why everyone's here. Sorry, guys. I just wanted to pose this quick question while it's in my head. Um, if there's no legit option to succeed Arteta, do you just keep him? I've, it's almost it isn't, worse. Isn't, stack, isn't stacking him and then just getting another Freddie Yumba going straight back to square one and it'll be just what's the fucking point you might yeah, as well keep Arteta until there's an actual I think we've got a, if we're going to get rid of Arteta I think we need to do the main bulk of the work to identify a new manager and to get some sort of conversation going pretty promptly it's got to be confirmed like you've got to have that thing solidly yeah, done it's got to be a case of breaking news Arteta's been sacked a day or two later yeah. X person has been announced like, as a new um, Arsenal manager like Spurs did with Poch and Jose <laughs> I thought you were about to say what well, uh, Spurs did this summer I was like that's definitely oh, not no, what they did this summer that was an absolute masterclass now to fuck up your business Basically. but um, but yeah so we'll, we'll finish on that now because I know we can go about transfers Arsenal for absolute days so we'll get into the week two re- week two review it was a interesting week of football this week boys I think it was good but there was also like some teams obviously overachieved, some teams massively underachieved, but all in all, I think it's an exciting week of football. We've had our first draw. We'll get on to that. Our first draw of the Premier League. No draws last week, so which is actually I don't that's know the most, that's the most interesting thing to say about the game, is it? Yeah, literally. That it was the first draw. It was such a bad game. But we won't start there. We'll start with first game of the weekend. Liverpool two, Burnley nil. So, uh, obviously, Liverpool started pretty well. I mean, they've uh, two wins out of two now. Obviously, Jota and Sadio Mane were uh, the ones that put the goals together. The latter one was insane. The, the, the long pass from Van Dijk, the chest control and shoulder control from Harvey Elliott to then put it into Salah that first time. Little dink over the defender to Mane, who then hits it first time. It's just like, that's just pure football, that. And it was yeah. so great to see. Um, we can actually give Liverpool praise this week because Mark's not here. Yeah, no, exactly. So, it was actually fantastic to see. Yeah. Um, annoyingly, Mark's not here because I actually have a fucking question for him. Um, I want to hear Mark's opinion for the first time since starting this podcast. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> love you, Mark. No here he is. Um, we got uh, Mark's cousin, uh, Kieran, in the uh, in the chat as well. Wee. <laughs> Love that. Thanks for watching, my man. Well, we can ask Kieran's a Liverpool fan. Oh, Kieran, here you go, mate. Uh, yeah, Liverpool fan, mate. This is a question for you. 
Um, we've been talking about Wijnaldum's replacement um, and why Liverpool haven't gone out and bought someone like a Barella, like a Nigu- Sal Niguez, this kind of thing. But after this, after la- this, you know, last week of football, I think it's become apparent that Harvey Elliott might be that man. He was fantastic going forward. Defensively, still a bit shaky, muscled off the ball. I think he just needs to get a bit uh, used to the physicality of the Premier League. But mate, he is a fantastic player and and a and a great replacement for Wijnaldum if that is what he is going to be. Uh, I'd like to hear your opinion on that. But what do you guys think of uh, Harvey Elliott so far? Obviously, Harry, you'll know a bit more about him having been, you know, in the Championship last year with Blackburn. Um, just give us a bit what, what you've been impressed about, basically, and what what you think of him. Well, he just he doesn't seem to have any fear, and that goes a long way when you're like a youngster coming into a big team like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we've seen other examples like Saka last season came in with one of the most like heavily criticised clubs in the world in Arsenal. He, he just shows up and starts balling, and um, yeah. Harvey Elliott's coming into a, a confident team. And and he's still like shining through, and that shows a lot about his potential that he's got. Because obviously last season I was talking about Curtis Jones and uh, Nico Williams and people like that. And I think that was just out of maybe a bit of desperation. Not saying they're bad. I, like, I know. I know. I just uh, would say that uh, Kieran has put we still got Curtis Jones as well. Don't forget him. But I will say. I've seen more from Harvey Elliott in those 90 minutes than I've seen from Curtis Jones in yeah. the entire time he's played for Liverpool. I don't mind Curtis Jones at all. I think he's a decent off-the-bench player, but Harvey Elliott's a, like a potential starting star in that midfield. And uh, he's English, so big up. I, know yeah. Curtis I also Jones- get the feeling yeah. that Liverpool don't have transfer budget. No. Yeah. Well, we were used to them not having money pre-FSG. Then the, are yeah. they still not got money post FSG coming in and sorting them out? Like I know they've sold to uh... even after a title win and multiple Champions League qualifications. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where's the money? Kieran LeBron, said, where's uh... the money? Yeah, uh, Kieran said, yeah, Klopp seems to be changing his position to midfield. I really like it. Um, obviously the Elliot. Yeah, we still got Curtis Jones as well. Don't forget him. Definitely think Henderson being in the uh, in the midfield helped Harvey a lot. Um, but yeah, I can agree with that. Rumours are next summer we'll be uh, we'll be spending. It's all yeah. well and good next uh, next to. summer. But you have to have in a new yeah, few new by, yeah. by Chelsea, City, United, all going out and spending. Yeah, I mean you, that's the thing. If you you don't want to get too you don't want to get left in the dust. You know what I mean? Because what will happen last time will just happen again. You might be the new if that happens. You might be the new Arsenal finishing fourth every year. Um, but Tom's you know what, what Arsenal would do to be in that position now. Uh, would be unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I have to say though, Liverpool look great going forward. Like Liverpool of 1920 when they absolutely smashed the league and everything. But defensively, them boys are shaky. Um, Trent still struggling. Looks like he can't really defend that well. Allison, great keeper, but looks like he does look like he's got a mistake in him. A potential really bad mistake. He had the thing with Tarkowski this. Yeah, I was this just about to game. say it was uh, that was a bit of a an odd moment. Nearly uh, a sort of big blunder there by uh, by Allison. Luckily, obviously um, Tarkowski didn't. It was his header wasn't on target, but it was a bit of a bit of a mad one at the time. Really worry for this Liverpool team coming up against a United, a City, a Chelsea. Like they were, especially with. Like, uh, yeah, they're just going to get a challenge, basically. Obviously. Yeah, so far that, they've, had, they've had an easy start. They've had what, Nor- Norwich and Burnley, two teams that we've tipped to be down there, very far down there this season. So, 
Yeah, I but think still. their first proper challenge, the first big game, or this, this weekend, isn't it? Chelsea. Um, big Van Dyke versus Big Lukaku. That's going to be a, a very out, interesting. Uh, I'd take Alisson out of my fantasy team for this week. <laughs> I, can't trust I still it. feel as well that uh, Liverpool are only an injury two or two away from like losing how exactly. they play again. Yeah, 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 100%. Like, just like last season. Yeah. yeah, if they get another big injury to a Henderson or a Fabinho, they are done out here. Um, I've got uh, both Lukaku and Van Dijk in my fantasy team this this uh, season, so a uh, bit of a odd one. Do I take one of them out? Do I not? Well, I've taken Alisson out just because I don't trust it. I got Havertz, <laughs> but um, but yeah, actually, let's talk. Let's praise Burnley a little bit because they actually look pretty decent. Yeah. Um, they they were unlucky that they had a few offsides, a few a few um, off. I mean, an off the line clearance. A, a few wayward shots that it, on another day could have gone in. Do you know what I mean? With Wood or Wood and Barnes had their shooting boots on. I think I don't know if this is going to be a sign of Burnley to come. I think that they just knew how to play against this Liverpool team to be physical and you know uh, quick balls into the box, early balls into the box to use Chris Wood and Barnes to outmuscle Van Dijk, who did get outmuscled a few times in this game by said players. So it'd be interesting to see what see what happened. But yeah, I mean. Liverpool will be fine. They'll finish top four, but I really worry for them going up against the team that is really like dynamic and and uh, quick going forward. Yeah. This weekend um, will be a, a big test for them. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And if they come away with a win, then then they could shut all of us up basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they could be right in it. But we'll move on from that game. Liverpool still, yeah, they'll be fine. But uh, yeah, Aston Villa two, Newcastle nil. Villa back to sort of how we thought that they were going to be after that weird week one loss to Watford um, Danny Ings scored an amazing overhead goal of the like, season well, so far I think yeah wicked wicked goal or oh, Luke Aylings is up there but I, yeah. uh, I will, uh, Danny Ings goal was fantastic um, obviously El Ghazi sort of put the game to bed in the 62nd minute with a penalty um, obviously we said in the preview for week two on Thursday that uh, Douglas Louise coming back into this Aston Villa team would be a huge uh, bonus for them and what happened he gets back in that team and they dominate again they get back into how they do he's so important to that team in that engine room um, just making the midfield tick you know sitting in front of the back four pinging balls he allows your McGinn's and your Ramsey's to get forward a bit more than, than they would have otherwise but they're wicked man uh, Villa, Villa, Villa will be fine they've got Danny Ings they still got Ollie Watkins on the bench even if Danny Ings gets a bit of a knock do you know what I mean yeah. um, Dio looks like a player I think they'll be fine Newcastle are. I'm worried about Newcastle as well as, um, I don't think St. Maximum and Wilson's un, well inconsistency is could be their downfall this year unless yeah. uh, Wilson had a couple of lost. good chances he was a, a, a yeah. very clear one-on-one with Martinez at one point and just put it like straight past the post straight wide and it was just yeah. terrible and then obviously th- th- there was a I'm not sure if you're about to allude to this Alf, but there was a, the incident with Martinez as well um, he got very lucky there I must say but um, yeah Martinez just completely just took out Callum Wilson they gave a penalty and then VAR review turns out Wilson was offside by about a half of half of what a quarter of a foot or That's something my keeper. it That's was my a keeper. bit of a mad one so yeah they didn't actually end up getting the penalty but it was uh, a bit of a let off for um for Martinez um he probably would oh, have yeah. got probably a yellow for that really I'm not sure if he would have been sent off but um yeah Wilson was just unlucky with that and also not very good with his shooting he didn't have his shooting boots on yeah no 
Hundred percent, but uh, it'd be interesting. I do think Newcastle will be in big trouble this year. Villa again. I think they have to be going for top ten, or it's a shit season for them. I think. Um, but yeah, on to the most boring game of the weekend. First draw of the season, like we were saying earlier. Palace nil, Brentford nil. Um, it was a bit of a dead game, to be honest. For a neutral, it was definitely a dead game. For, for obviously a Palace and Brentford fan, there was there was good and bad things that happened. I'll have to say Conor Gallagher is an absolute baller. Um, Wicked, he has so much dynamic. He hit the post and bar in the same shot that you know should have gone in well unfortunately let's go in obviously could have been the winner jimmy mack uh james MacArthur was was fantastic again as he always is so underrated as a football player um just one of them players that other because te- he he's not in your team you don't recognize what he does do you know what i mean it's one of them situations but when you watch him for 90 minutes for 38 games a season you see what he does and how and how awful we are when he's not in that midfield yeah he's a bit of a um, sort of a background player really you kind of just he does fade into the background but the work rate that he has is unbelievable it's so dirty good. work yeah and it, was only, it was only four minutes i was watching it because a commentator said something i was thinking it at the time when he said it it was only first four minutes of the game he won the ball back like three times like it, like uh anticipating passes and getting to chat challenges before people he was just on his shit on that game unfortunately not everyone else was. Um, before we move on from this, I just want to say, Zaha, man, you, your attitude stinks, brother. You got a, you got a. I know you're a competitive guy in that, but you can't be throwing strops. You've been doing it for a while, but now that you've, you've, and I and I stomached it when your performances were great, but now your performances haven't been as great. Uh, yeah, it's not the greatest thing. That's that's my only query with him. Um, I do feel like Brent, that Arsenal win has got to Brentford fans' heads. Um, they do think that they are proper sick now. I've seen on Twitter anyway. Sorry, Brentford fans. But um, I, I've actually sort of redone my thinking after watching that game and how and Brentford were bad as well. I do think we we may have overestimated Brentford this season. Yeah. Us not in our predictions. I do think that they could be a, 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 a team that could go down if they don't. You know, they. I think they were riding high. That 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 Friday night first game against Arsenal, everything was in their favour to win that game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they came to us, and they did. We look. I genuinely think that we were the better team in that. I know obviously it's easy because it's my team, whatever. But I think we were the better team. We were unlucky not to win it, and they had a couple good chances. But apart from that, they. I don't know, man. It was just. They're just not very good. I'll be honest with you. As they, they were in the championship last year, uh, Harry, have we gotten your opinion on Brentford as of yet? Since they've obviously, well, we've only been. It's only a review yeah. of game week two, but. How do you think they're going to fare this this season in the Prem compared to the Championship? Um, well, I had them in the bottom three in my predictions. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do stay up. I mean, we've seen the last couple of years in the Championship, they've been like one of the top six teams every year. But oh, then, they? yeah, they had a couple of years where they, they'd bought it at the end of the season. Almost happened again last year. Yeah. Um, they were lucky. Beat, came back, came back to beat Bournemouth in the playoffs. Oh, Bournemouth, sorry, yeah, yeah, Bournemouth. Um, and then ended up winning the final fairly comfortably. But um, they do have a lot of good ability in their side. Um, but it's how well the games translate to the top division. Obviously, they'll be really gassed for that win at Arsenal, and w- rightly so. But equally, Arsenal were nineteenth in the table. Oh, it's only two games, but yeah. everyone's talking about what a shambles Arsenal are, and Brentford are saying we're really sick because we beat that team that everyone's talking yeah. about in shambles. Yeah. But um, 
I'm not saying they can't do it because they absolutely could stay up. There are some bad teams in the Premier League this year, and um, they do have X-factor players like Ivan Tony, Brian Buemo, um, Sergio yeah. Canos, and stuff who can pop up with a big moment any time. Yeah, I, th- I don't, don't think they'll be too upset with this weekend's result. First two games, they've what beaten Arsenal and they've drawn with Palace. So there are four points from the two games. I think they were probably expecting maybe that or less. Um, to be honest, so I don't think they're going to be too unhappy. But yeah, like you say, uh, like, sorry, like Alf said, they did look very shaky at points. Yeah, yeah, no, for for sure. And and let's not get it. They were like, I know obviously they got the win against you guys, but I you look better than they did. Yeah, 100%. it's just they put their chances away and you didn't. Definitely. I and they had that... the heart behind them, really. And that was they had the 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 sort of the atmosphere and the night behind them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they didn't look particularly. I thought we were better. They didn't look particularly great. They just managed to, you know, sort of get a result. I mean, frustratingly as well for Palace fans, we really wanted to win there. Actually, we've got kicking off in an hour. We got Palace Watford. In the, oh, yeah, uh, old, Carabao Cup. In the old Carabao Cup. But uh, but yeah, we'll move on. Leeds are two, Everton two. Uh, obviously, Calvert Lewin's penalty. Did anyone see the Leeds fan with his belly out trying to rub in his belly? Yeah. Calvert Lewin. He was like right next to the goal, and the guy's just got his belly out, and he's just rubbing it like that. <laughs> uh, it's proper funny, but uh, obviously he put it away, so it doesn't matter. Um, Calvert yeah, Lewin, uh, not the uh, not the other guy. Yeah, yeah, Calvert Lewin. <laughs> I, I did see a picture of Calvert Lewin um, running off and doing that at the back of his shirt in front of the fan. Yeah, and like in the corner of the picture, there's some old woman just. I <laughs> <laughs> love to see it. Um, yeah, it was a weird game. This um, Everton gave them their equaliser in the first half um, I don't know what Mike Keane was doing but he got put in a spliff he just got wrapped up and didn't really know what to do he uh, yeah and then he just sort of gave the ball to Bamford who Bamford's pass was so cheeky it was one of them little I, I, I don't know just a little, little dink little dink through it was lovely and then um, which gave it a clitch and clip put it straight in the back of the net basically um yeah, I mean they got second. They got pretty lucky with their second goal as well. It was one of them situations where Decore, um, Decore made a pass. It hit. It de- took a deflection, but luckily came back to him. And by that time, he managed to put Damari Gray through, who actually did do a nice turn and slot the ball away. But um, Melier should have done probably a bit better there. Um, and then Rafinha's equaliser was was absolutely nuts. Did you guys yeah. see it? Um, yeah. It was a great goal. It's a weird game. I don't really know have much, too much to say on this game because I do feel like two-two Leeds Everton is a very Leeds Everton result, especially the two teams that you got. Both could be shaky at the back. Both are good going forward. I was surprised at the possessions that how d- d- dominated the uh, the possession yeah. stats were though. Seventy percent Leeds, thirty percent Everton. I didn't expect these to dominate the possession like they did, but. Everton could be in problem. Not could be a problem. Could be it. Like it could be you know. I think that's just how Rafa sets his team up, though. He doesn't try and dominate. He'll, uh, yeah, he didn't do that in Newcastle, but it. it's hard. To, you can't dominate anything in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, you dominate the relegation zone, but that's about it. Leeds have um, over double the amount of passes that um, Everton had. 606 to Everton's uh, 253. Quite mm. a big margin as well. Yeah, um, yeah Leeds, Leeds are one of them teams that I think... I think, that, well, we obviously... I think we had them 10th. Thing. Yeah, roughly mid And that seems so right for them, doesn't it? Tenth. Uh, just winning 
half your games losing half your games essentially they do they don't feel like a drawing club ironically they drew here but you know what i mean they do feel like they're either gonna win or lose but um yeah interesting everton i think will slip down out of the top 10 this year um man city five norwich nil we can talk about city obviously Grealish got his goal that he didn't really know too much about um just sort of hit him and went in but fair play got his goal rest of the boys exactly they look great uh city again but they are playing norwich who i have to well, this is more norwich because we know city we know what city are about this year holy hell norwich are bad like really really bad um they yeah they look knackered they didn't look like i want to put the effort in in the second half um i put down on the notes it sounds mad but if they genuinely it will be hard for them to get a win this year I think with the effort and the the there's the lackluster performances we've seen in both. I know they played Liverpool and Man City. It's tough, right? But holy shit, they are bad. Yeah, like really bad. Um, they could even break Derby's record of being the worst, you know, the worst team in Premier League history. Definitely. Harry, as a as a Championship <laughs> man, and last year, do you were you are you surprised by how bad they looked in the Premier League so far this year, or do you think they would? No, it's Norwich, mate. It's Norwich. Oh, enough, it's yeah. just what they do, isn't it? Yeah, um, I'm just sick of them existing. I'll be honest. It's, <laughs> it's, it's annoying, isn't it? It's annoying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, oh, the Norwich in the Championship. Okay, that's one. They don't deserve to be in the Premier League. League. That's not exciting, is it? Norwich winning the league. Who cares? Who cares? How could I imagine being a Norwich fan? Like, how is it exciting to win the league when you get promoted all the time from the Championship? And then, how is it an appealing thought to to having won that to them? be in the Premier League for a season and you know you're going to come back down again you're getting promoted so much it's lost I imagine almost all of the thrill yeah Yeah. and and what there was a time where they were in the Premier League for about three seasons running or something Ricky Van Walswinkle was leading the line then oh my lord (laughs) what a throwback I've uh, seen pictures uh, recently in the last couple of days of uh, Brandon Williams, obviously just signed from or just yeah. gone on loan from uh, United to uh, to Norwich, and the the smile that he's take like he's sort of giving in these some of these promo pictures is like, I don't want to be here. No, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather sit on the bench at United. Yeah, I'd rather collect my paycheck. Yeah. But um, but yeah, nice out in Norwich. Honestly, if there are any Norwich fans, let us know because there is an absolute disaster what's going on with your if club. If there are any Norwich fans. It, yeah, any I like Lee Smith. I like Stephen Fry, but the club. Can just get, I like just Canaries. Get on, yeah, gone. Mm. Yeah, Canaries, big up. Canaries are cool. Uh, also, I, like, I will say I like that the Lotus of Norwich is quite nice. So, yeah, yeah, true. I like Lotus. It's a cool sponsor. Yeah, that is quite a cool sponsor, uh, actually. Your yeah, kit is still gross. Get gone. Get gone. But, um, but yeah, listen. Well, we'll leave Norwich. Norwich, you're going down. Thanks for being one of them. Thanks for already securing a spot in the relegation zone. Do you know what I mean? Uh, there's two. There's one less for Palace to be in. Um, but yeah, Brighton 2, Watford nil. Brighton looking good. Mope is getting goals. They, uh, well, I mean, he's got goals. I mean, you know, they've not played the two high. They played Burnley and Watford. So, you know, they should be winning both of those games. But Brighton... Uh, I think they'll be fine. I don't think they'll be looking back at relegation this year. I think they'll be looking more up the table, maybe coming around that 14th, because I think that'll be like their best finish ever, uh, 14th um, around there. Positive so, you know, from Alf about Brighton. Jesus. Yeah, I know. It is. They, they are. I'm, try, I'm just trying to, you know, be, you know, I, I don't know. I think I'm drunk. Am I drunk? I don't know. <laughs> Am I ill? Maybe I'm ill. Who knows? Have you got a but... COVID test downstairs you can take? Hold on. Let me... <laughs> 
he's just being a professional uh, host. Those crisps still feel like mature cheddar and onion. So we're all good. <laughs> uh, mature, see? You're being very mature about it. That'll be yeah, why. Exactly. But no, um, Watford pulled the veil over our eyes in that first game with that win against Villa. But we've seen what they are now. Back we know to what Watford they ways. Are. They're back to Watford ways. I say this, I guarantee they're probably going to fucking beat us in the Carabao Cup tonight, but uh, nice. hopefully not. Cup, um, I want a good cup run, man. I want a good cup run. Our last good cup run was 2014. We went to the FA Cup. Yeah, you have to wait. You, you have to wait for that to be a good cup before you, before you get that. Oh yeah, true. I, 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 I don't care. I will take anything. I'll take. I'll take the Johnson <laughs> paint trophy if that's still fucking going, or the Papa John's pizza trophy, wherever it is now. Um, but yeah, so essentially, if you're going to take away anything from that Brighton-Watford game, Brighton looking up the table, Watford looking down the table. Um, United-Southampton, boys. That was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. United, South, I'm going to be just being honest, Southampton got very lucky, and Man United just didn't finish their dinner. That's essentially how it was. They got lucky with their goal, took a massive deflection off of... Um, Fred. Shea Adams well I mean sorry shot from Shea Adams took a massive deflection off Fred and yeah sort of he just had no chance Harry Maguire was unlucky to not get a goal when he hit the bar from that cross from uh, Bruno Fernandes Uh, but obviously Mason Greenwood made up for it with after it wasn't it was an okay finish but the play the build up play towards the finish was just so sublime that, um, that that it deserved the goal it could only finish in a goal but yeah I think Southampton got lucky United were just a bit more poor. I'd say but, overall uh, Southampton were lucky, but the first 10-15 minutes they were actually playing very well. It was like pure skill and class. And yeah, then yeah. after that it was just a bit like they were doing the bare minimum to keep keep the score as it was. Obviously, I think like they went 1-0 up and then um obviously United equalized, but yeah, it was more of a the first 15 minutes was a lot more impressive than the rest of the game from Southampton but yeah they're not going to complain about that result considering that same result last year was 9-0 <laughs> so yeah. uh, 1-1's not too bad all things considering oh sorry I'm just having a look at the team oh we're playing a pretty strong team tonight boys sorry to, to interrupt but we're playing Butler. I keep forgetting we have Jack Butland um yeah, Jack. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we got Jack Butland. Butland. <laughs> did, did that happen? That's gone completely oh, under the radar for me. We're playing a back four, boys. A back three. We're playing Butland, Tompkins, Anderson, Gay, and then I'm assuming Ward and Schlupp, or maybe a back five. Ward and Schlupp as the wing backs, with Kiate and Gallagher in the middle. Then Ayu, Zaha, and Mateta up top. I'll do that. A bit disappointed. Rack second. Uh, we'll see. I just want to. I want to win, man. I want to win games. Like we need to get that gelling together with this new manager and this new squad. So um, bring on. He's in- obviously thinking the same. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I did see a thing that he was. Uh, he was saying because there's only two games now between the international break. He's like, we need every game to build momentum and and get used to playing with each other and all that kind of stuff. So I think that is probably why he's. Yeah, like we're saying, set a strong team. But um, Wolves versus Spurs. Spurs got a very like unconvincing win shall I say yeah. um, Wolves were better than I thought they would be Adama Troy should have put uh, a, a couple through probably really um, he had one glaring one where he just at- made Davis- Davison Sanchez look like an absolute fool um, just having a look sorry to interrupt just having a look at 
as you were saying that some of the stats Wolves had 25 shots compared to Tottenham's 8 yeah, yeah. I should have put Lloris in goal really and Wolves had 58% possession fuck that's mad terrible Oliver Skip um, yeah so uh, Wolves did have a penalty turned down which I think was a penalty I don't know if you guys have seen it it's Oliver Skip's challenge on Semedo no Oh, anyway, yeah, he uh, he so it's one of them ones where he sort of cut. There's con, there's enough contact. Where it's like a body check in the box that the ball's going sort of away to the goal to the uh, corner, but in the box, so he's almost like he's going to go round the outside to then get a ball back into the box, and he body checks him. And there's enough in it for me that I saw that and I was like, yeah, that's def- that's a penalty, man. And and I just can't help but thinking that if that had gone through and Wolves have scored that, I think Wolves would have gone on to win this game. Because you got that Traore one-on-one with Lloris that he should have put away. It was terrible not to put that away. But, I mean, Spurs did create a few chances. Like, Harry Kane had a shot that probably should have tucked between the legs of the keeper. But, mate, Wolves could have really won this game. And and Spurs, I think, they did play well at the beginning and at the end of the game. But there was that massive chunk in the middle where Wolves were by far the better team. And they got pretty lucky, man. Um... I think yeah, this goes back to sort of what we were saying earlier about Tottenham. Obviously, there was a big first win against City and stuff. But uh, if they are going to bring in Traore but and keep Kane, like, are they going to continue with it, build this on this momentum? They did take the three points at the end of the day, but like you say, it wasn't convincing for the majority of the game. Um, so I think they could be. I don't know. It's, 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 Tottenham are such a weird one this year. It's hard, really hard to put your finger on it. How they're going to actually perform um, but I think well, they'd take a result like this every day if I'm being completely honest if they walk away with the three points they walk away with what they came to do uh, in all honesty but that that's, uh, playing with that sort of um, that sort of style and how, how they did sort of perform throughout the majority of the game it's you're lucky it was against someone like Wolves someone that's a bit more clinical would have turned you over and probably could have beaten you maybe 3-0 or something so that's good I mean something they've been guilty of the last couple of years is like uh, throwing away games from winning positions but the grinding out 2-1-0 to start off Nuno's tenure is actually yeah it's a pretty good start you can, you can build on that quite well mm. what we um, saw under last year under Jose they, they should have beat West Ham and they let uh, three goals come back for West Ham. You know what I mean? With that uh, Lanzini absolute screamer. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a change. And uh, I think it could be a good thing for Spurs if they can keep their momentum going, keep Harry Kane in the squad. But, yeah, I think, I don't know. If they don't keep Harry Kane, they need to give Bruno, Bruno Nuno, all the fucking, all the players that he wants and let him do that. Get the Adama trial race, do that kind of thing. Because... With the players they have, I don't, I don't think Bergwijn's good, and I don't think Lucas Moore is good. They need to improve those two players massively. Um, I quite rate Bergwijn. He just can't finish, man. He can do stuff like he can do other shit and all that other stuff. He just can't finish his dinner, man. He, so many times last year he should have scored and didn't. Obviously, and Dombele wants out, don't he? Yeah, who's one of their best players actually when he plays and he's actually played he's not been there well. Very long? How was it? A year or so that he's been there? Uh, was it I beginning think of last summer, uh, last season that he. No, it was the season before that because it was when we did the draft. So I drafted oh, right. him. Yeah. Um, which was which was great because he scored that absolute screamer on the first game for, for, on his debut and then did yeah. nothing for the rest of the season. <laughs> but, um, 
But yeah, we'll move on to the big other game that Oli really wants to talk about, which is Arsenal versus West Chelsea. West Ham versus Leicester, yep. Uh... <laughs> but you guys were... We don't have to go to watch too much on it, but you guys were terrible. Really bad. Like it the, started uh, off really well. <laughs> First five Yeah, minutes, yeah, yeah. The defending. Really Pablo Mari, man. Like I saw a great meme of... Um, it was, you know, that bit in Peep Show where Jeremy's trying to get Mark to eat the turkey. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and there's Pablo Mari's offering, like, <laughs> help, come on, uh, come on, Rob, help me, Mark Lukaku. Like, no, no, Pablo, he's not my man. <laughs> oh, so funny, but uh, yeah, he was just terrible. Uh, Tierney looked lost yeah. for the first time in a little while, man. He didn't um, have a great game, and also no. he ended up coming off, after picking up an injury. I don't know how serious oh, it is, but Jesus, yeah. Um, yeah, we just that back line. It's just the whole thing with obviously we've got people injured at the moment. We've got people out with COVID. If one person comes back from COVID, another one goes out with COVID. It's just we're it's rattling through us at the moment. And the fact that we're not starting, well, other than Tierney, who obviously had a bad game, but the the rest of the back four aren't our starting back four, or probably won't yeah. be our back starting back four. See Gabriel <clears throat> when he comes back from his knock should be starting in the middle with Ben White when he's not got COVID and then obviously our right back I'd probably even say I prefer Bellerin over um, Cedric because Bellerin's got more he's got more pace about him and he's got he's probably a better fit with um, yeah. Ben White and uh, Gabriel and Tierney compared to Cedric because Cedric just doesn't play for us that often at all I think I'd rather have Ben White with COVID than Rob Holding though Oh, mate, honestly, I've been saying for the longest time that we need to get rid of Rob Holding, and he's gone slightly up in my books because he shaved his head now and he's, he was losing his uh, his hair for a long while. But I'm not actually sure if he's probably just had some sort of hair transplant or something. But um, yeah, he needs to go, man. He's so god awful. Pablo Mari just could not keep hold of Lukaku. I had no idea terrible. where he was going, what he was doing. Then, obviously, when Lukaku scored his goal, he thought, right, let me get slightly in front of Lukaku. And, obviously, I'm going to get out of muscle, so I'm going to fall to the ground. And then Lukaku's going to go and score. But, hopefully, I might get some sort of foul for that, um, which is not the game plan that we should be doing at all. It was just horrendous. Um, I think, obviously, there's a couple of other players higher up the pitch that we're going to be bringing in, hopefully, over the next couple of games. But... Yeah, that back line was just woeful. So woeful. Yeah, it was so ridiculous. Bad. It was just weak in every sense of the word. Chelsea didn't get out of third gear the entire game and they looked comfortable. They just looked comfortable. Chilling. Yeah, easily. Like, like I, genu- like, I know we conceded more goals, but I put Arsenal's defending on a par with how shit Palaces were when we were playing uh, Chelsea as well. It's uh, Yeah, it's just bad, man. Um, but yeah, I mean... Like we were saying, us like like uh, like we were saying earlier, if the Arteta, well, I mean, going against City is obviously you're gonna lose. Like we all know you're gonna lose yeah, against course, City. Yeah. That's how it's gonna go. But we were saying, obviously, you can't judge. But if the in the matter in which you lose, I think matters. If you could go out against City and re, you know sh- at least show something, do you know what I mean? Which I feel like you did against Chelsea and you did against Brentford. You did show something, but ultimately that wasn't there and that's if you can't I guess if you can't do it against them you're not going to do it against City but mm. I mean Arteta's really on the hot seat I think he is he's got to be odds on favour to be the first sacked right probably well, well i say probably definitely <laughs> like, I think Vieira will be up there just because he's a new manager in a, in a tough spot 
Yeah, Sean Dyche is never going to get sacked. Daniel no. Barker from Norwich won't get sacked. Steve Bruce uh, should be odds on favour, but he'll never be sacked because he's a yes man for Mike Ashley. He doesn't give a shit about his football club. Um, uh, well, I mean, whoever the Watford current manager is probably going to get sacked at some point. Watford do like to get rid of managers very quickly. They more do, than Chelsea. More than Chelsea, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think I said the other day that I think we can't read too much into the Chelsea and the City games because we're not expected to win them like at all so I think people that after like as soon as obviously the Chelsea game finished all over social media like loads of like Sports Bible and Give Me Sport and all all those sort of like pages and stuff are all writing stuff like oh titter out like asking that question it's a bit like like I think they're kind of half forcing this narrative on fans thinking that if we like if they come out and say or, or, or ask the question Arteta it's going to spike more uh, spark more conversation about it but I think the only game out of our first three that we can really sort of read into and say Arteta is probably that Brentford game obviously if, like you say we, we can you can look at the um, the Chelsea game and say obviously we didn't perform well it wasn't the whole team that didn't perform well it was our back line that didn't perform well and we did also like I said we've had a number of injuries and illnesses and stuff that have stopped us being able to put out our probably our strongest back line um, so I think once we can like if if against City we do put out like Ben White doubt we'll be playing Gabriel because I think he's still injured but if we get like maybe Bellerin um, hopefully anyone else but Pablo Mari or Rob Holding but then there is no one else basically but um, I'd rather play Saka uh, in a centre mid, a centre back. <laughs> I think then he's so versatile. Probably do a job. Yeah, He'd exactly. do a job. He's more versatile yeah. than anyone else. But yeah, um, I just think that we can't read too much into these next two, well, Chelsea game and the City game because we're just not expected to win them. If we do win them, or well, if we do win against City, it's not going to happen. But if we do, that would be like good, cool, sweet. We won it. But I don't think it's going to do too much for for Arteta in terms of his career. No, no, I don't. I think I, I agree. I think unless the Man City result sparks an actual change, yeah, and you start to consistently win, then even if he beats City, he's got to fucking go. If he starts to lose to other teams, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for me just personally, this... sorry, just for me, but no, for me personally, I've given him six to eight games before I'm gonna be one or the like properly one or the other in terms of if I want him to get, go or uh, keep him I'm still Arteta Ren at the moment Obviously, like I said we can't go too much look too much into these first few games when we've got a hard start to the season but um, yeah I've got to give it some time for the balance to sort of settle in a little bit and if it's then consistently we're not performing then he's got to go um, but yeah so. calling it something like that now is just a bit stupid really yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I've just seen that uh, Zuma to Everton looks pretty much done. They're in the final. They're in the final stages of the deal now, and that will make the uh, Chelsea then put a new deal on the table for Kunde, and also Sal Niguez to Chelsea on a loan. Obviously, we were talking about that a bit earlier. Looks like that's going to go through as well now. So Chelsea have just added a fantastic young defender and a very, very good midfielder in the prime of his age in the prime of his career so yeah I'm kind of happy we put Chelsea where we put them uh, winning the league but I also I 
non-football news and sad news, but I've just seen it come through on my BBC News app, guys. Charlie Watts, Rolling Stone drummer, has died at the age of 80. Uh, so RIP Charlie Watts. Saw you back in 2014 um, and unbelievable, unbelievable uh, drummer. Um, had a hell of a career, obviously, with the Rolling Stones. Uh, um, a legendary band. But yeah, I just saw. It's really sad. Um, I'd also, I reminds me, I'd also like to mention um, Australian dart player Kyle Anderson, who passed oh, yeah. away yesterday. Also. Um, Only 33. Very young. Yeah, that's, that's unreal. That's unreal. Yeah, do, yeah. I mean, yeah. We don't, we don't like that. We, you know, we don't like that kind of stuff here. Obviously, no one does. But, um, but yeah, it's for sad times. Let's get back onto football before we uh, really bring the mood down on the podcast. <laughs> but um, last game to talk about, boys. West Ham four, Leicester one. Let's just go quickly through it. I mean, West Ham destroyed them. Antonio's become West Ham's top Premier League goal scorer of all time. Um, Saeed Ben Rama sort of to pick up his form after a terrible debut season for him last year. Um, Leicester need a change up they uh, going forward they did look the same I think they need to move on from Vardy sooner rather than later before it gets to a bit of a joke why they're not starting Kelechi Iheanacho or Patson Daka the new striker I don't understand um, yeah I think Leicester could be Leicester could be in for a torrid time this season if they don't start seriously moving on I um, think they're just trying to get enough Vardy out of them as yeah. they can before he fully loses all his abilities which yeah, is nice well, I understand that like he's the dude he's Mr Leicester forever yeah um, he's obviously said that he never wants to leave so he'll yeah. just be a player that just slowly he'll just play less and less for them and eventually he'll just okay that's me yeah. Yeah, I'm done now coaching staff or something yeah, yeah, yeah literally 100%. But uh, he's a good. I, oh, no. Okay. We're running out of time, but it's just a funny thing. We'll come on to another podcast. But I was talking to someone the other day about players staying at teams forever um, and how a Matt Letizia. I was arguing that a Matt Letizia staying at Southampton is far more impressive than like a Rooney staying at Man United his whole career. It's easy to stay at a team your whole career when they're winning titles every season. Do you know what I mean? Like, And you're getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a week. But yeah, that's another argument for another day. <laughs> um, but yeah, just come into my head. But uh, West Ham, guys. Obviously, they've not had any Europe yet. Still early doors in the season. They've got a lot of games to play and a thin squad. Do you see them keeping this up? I hope they do. Because they've had a... They played really well yesterday. The, like the link up between like Ben Rama and uh, Antonio, obviously he didn't get, he didn't come on, he didn't uh, score until sort of fairly late on in the game. But I think they still had really good link up play the whole time. I think you've got a bit of a still there, Alf, with Ben Rama in your fantasy team. I think he'll probably do quite well um, this summer. Just sort of on average, he'll do just very well. Um, I think obviously Leicester going a man down early-ish in the game yeah, didn't yeah, help it good. at all but there was yeah like you said there was just something missing about Leicester yesterday they just weren't clinical enough they weren't the, the ruthless Leicester that you, we've seen over the, the last couple of uh, seasons yeah 100% um, yeah they, they're just struggling hey you got anything to add to Leicester my man obviously you said about the Jamie Vardy thing but yeah I think um, you're right they are still trying to find that identity um, which you know they've, they've done well the last few years in terms of keeping that like a steady process rather than going all out one summer to try and completely change everything yeah. um, and they've, they've built on that well you know people like Tielemans and Fofana and 
people like that coming through and they they slotted into the team nicely and they've transformed the way they play for the better and it kind of gives more longevity to Leicester's remaining at one of the best teams um, yeah. and so true as well despite the absolute howl he made yesterday yeah it was terrible um, that was but yeah they need to, they need to uh, it's probably Kasper Schmeichel as well is going to have to go at some point because I mean they're going to as great as he's been for them, a great leader and stuff, like it's going to have that same mentality of trying to play the way they've always played and stuff. Yeah, he's a great leader and he's a great goalkeeper. But yeah, I know what you mean. They need to. I think they need to just. Bre- they haven't. I don't feel like they really ever really blooded through that new group, that post Ranieri Leicester. That that you know they didn't. They've obviously spent the money well. Um, and, and invested so but it, there's still too many lingering things from that that Leicester that I think they just need to get rid of start afresh under Brendan Rodgers and just go you know go all out go all out, all out attacking football that we love to see from Leicester do you know what I mean it's so fun to watch especially with someone like Brendan Rodgers behind the helm you can play yeah exactly um, so yeah I mean before we go we're just going to give a little grade each for the player uh, well, well we'll discuss a grade for the teams this week um, as we do that uh, we do that now Harry on Tuesdays Every, we're going to grade them throughout the season and then you can we'll yeah, average sure. it at the end and we'll see who's had like the best sort of season I guess from the footy fetish standard yes and we can work out who's, who's the most lenient marker yeah exactly <laughs> so well, I guess we should start with are we doing it alphabetically <laughs> well, I've, well I've got the list here alphabetically so we could go we'll, down we'll the do list or we can do yeah, it yeah, we'll, we will man we'll so, do it we'll go down Arsenal it's got to be a team I, right um what did we give him? We gave him a three last week, didn't we, for the Brentford game? Uh, yes, we did. I don't. I'll pick a three see... again. Yeah, I pick a three again because I didn't see any improvements or anything like that, and not, not yeah. necessarily anything worse either. Do you know what I mean? So definitely. Yeah. No, I'll I go agree, for a three. I'll go with a. Uh, also go with a three. All right, Villa, definitely better. What did we give him last week, Ollie? We gave them a five last week. Yeah, it's definitely a bit better than that. I think that yeah. this result is a solid 6-7. I was thinking I think. a 6, seven. to be honest. Actually, no, okay. I'll give them a 7, because they did they, they solid 2-0. Yeah, Danny Ings scored a fantastic goal. Yeah, yeah I think, I think, yeah. Okay, at home, yeah, 7. I Brentford, like that. last week they got an 8. This yeah, week, that... they're definitely not getting there. <laughs> I wouldn't give them higher than a 5, because I don't think they deserve it. I, think that, I don't think they were good at all. Against us, I think five's fair. Um, coming out, grinding out a clean sheet away, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's so a positive. Been, um, but but yeah. then playing not so great, also. Yeah. yeah. Um, I might be going for a. Oh, I don't know. No, I'll, I'll go with a five. I'll give them benefit of the doubt. Five. Brighton last week they had a six. Uh, they obviously won again this week, two 0 against Watford at home um, can't really say more than, uh, less than it's definitely not less than a 7 no I'd say 7 because they kept the clean sheet this time as well and they did look a better yeah. Yeah, they look uh, more they, dominant they look they way more, look more comfortable yeah, yeah. Uh, they never really yeah Watford never Where really they, posed much yeah. of a threat so I guess we've got to probably give them the same score as Villa to be honest give them a 7 yeah 2-0 at home they're... yeah 7 Right, Burnley oh, yeah. last week they got a two this week. <laughs> probably I would two. Actually give them, no, no, I, I think they played well. 
Yeah, they lost 2-0 to Anfield. They had opportunities to, to get back in the game and actually score. And they did pose Liverpool problems. So I think I think a four. I think you can give this a bit of a better result. They still lost in it and it's still, you know, yeah. But they played far, they played far better than they did against uh, Brighton last week. Okay, four. Uh, four yeah, I'll back that. I'll back four. Nice. Chelsea nice. last week had a nine this week against Arsenal. I away from well, home as can well. it be any worse? Can it be? It can't be lower than a nine, surely, because no, they just never got, got out of. I think it's probably got to be another nine. I don't think it's it was, quite a ten out of ten performance. Uh, they were so comfortable. If they had got another two goals, then I would have gone. Yeah, four nil. I'd be like ten out of ten Definitely. at Arsenal. Four yeah. nil, but yeah, two nil at the Emirates is obviously good. Maybe four oh, nil would have so, got them. A sorry, I meant to mention this in in the Chelsea bit. Lukaku, Mister Debut Scorer. I don't know if yeah. you guys knew this, but he has scored on his debut for West Brom. Everton, Man United, Inter Milan, and now Chelsea on his return. He scored wow. in his debut. That is incredible. Yeah. Um, so what did he do for Belgium? Uh, I don't actually know. Harry, have a I little look. look. But yeah. So Chelsea, yeah, nine out of ten. I think we can go for again. I think that's pretty safe. Palace last week they had a three. Uh, this I... week, obviously, is nil nil against Brentford at home. I think it's only fair that we give them a five. If we're giving Brentford a five, yeah, we did. I think we played better, but we didn't capitalize on chances. Um, and yeah, we didn't create enough either. So I, I think a five would probably be fair. I think it's just a bog standard sort of run of the mill performance from the boys. Harry, um, are you happy with the five as well for Palace? Same as Brentford, sort of, yeah, yeah, uh, new manager, cool. Yeah. Uh, 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 I don't think he scored on his debut for Belgium, sorry, but he did score on his debut for the Belgium under 21s. Love oh, I love it. That counts. That counts. Yeah. All right, who have we got yeah. next, uh, Everton, last week they got a 6. This week, uh, obviously, they drew 2 2 at Leeds. I don't know. Their performance going forward, they were good, but defensively, they were they were terrible again. Well, now they're bringing in Kurt, Kurt Zuma. Zuma could very much help, but that doesn't help their. Yeah, it doesn't help. Last doesn't games. help their score this week. Uh, uh, they got two, but they conceded two. They did defensively. I think they weren't as good as they were last week. No, I'm thinking I'd four or say five. Four really, four or five. I'd probably go five again. I don't think they were any worse than Palace were. Yeah. I. And they scored goals, but it's just yeah. I think the five is because it is just slap bang in the middle. It's just got to be. Average, very average. <laughs> Just average. Most draws going to end up a five, I reckon. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're the obvious favourite. Yeah. And then Leeds, funny enough, the next team um, played five Everton. again, right? You know, um, they did dominate more than they did, so maybe we should dock them one, considering how well, they, how much they dominated. But but equally, they bounced back from that five-one against United. Yeah. By they did. They did. They the did. game. They did. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go five, five then. We'll go five. No. I feel like every point that someone makes against it or for it, someone could then make another one equally against or for it. And it's like, okay, we're stuck in the middle here. Uh, so, yeah, let's do five. I like that. Um, um, Leicester. Give everyone next. a five. Leicester Less got a seven, seven. last week. Um, oh, they're not... definitely not getting a uh, seven this week. I think they got to be harshly marked this week. Yeah. I think this is a three. I think it's definitely a three. Because that was a terrible... Well, maybe I'm not going to like... <sighs> It might be less than a three, just because they got that red card as well. I'm kind of a two. Yeah, yeah. I think it's got. What to be did we a give Arsenal losing two 0 to Brentford though? 
uh, th Arsenal have had three for the first two weeks. But obviously, Leicester had a man sent off. They had Soyuncu that made that awful back pass, and obviously, Kepa yeah, yeah, two, two. two, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did make some big mistakes in that game yeah, as well. Yeah, very costly mistakes. They yeah, 100%. lost four-one. So, so a two, I think, is fair. Yeah. Sorry, Sarah. Sorry, Leicester fans, if you're watching. <laughs> Liverpool yeah. nine oh, last I thought they week. Won. They lost four-one. I uh, think they deserve a seven for this game. Uh, an eight actually. An yeah, eight. I'm I thinking think. more an of eight. an eight. They were going forward, they were so sublime, but yeah, defensively still a bit shaky. But they didn't concede when they definitely could have. Uh, oh, I keep going on about it. Harvey Elliott, man, what a baller. Um, yeah, I could go eight. Harry? That's yeah, fine with me, mate. Yeah, fine. Perfect. Man City. Um, they've definitely made improvements from last week. Uh, they got four last week. This uh, week they won 5 0 against Norwich. Um, it's a nine, isn't it? Yeah, because... I was going to say it's got to be a nine. I think you, you can't give them a ten out of ten because it is Norwich, but yeah. they did win five nil. Yeah, so... they get that result against United. It's a ten. It's a ten. Oh, oh one hundred percent. Yeah, if they get that result against a Villa or a Leeds or something like that, it's a ten out of ten. Definitely. But like, yeah, no, Norwich just bend over basically and, and let you do whatever they want, let you do whatever you want. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to mark them down. But nine, I think, is fair. They never really looked uncomfortable. They never looked like they were going to. Norwich were going to pose any sort of threat. It's like a training ground match. <laughs> uh, um, United. So, yeah, obviously the other side of Manchester, United. They got a nine last week. Uh, this week, obviously, they drew 1-1 with uh, Southampton. They I'm good. They were a bit unlucky. Yeah. Um, but I, they didn't they didn't do enough with the ball when yeah. they should have done. I'm um, hovering around a five at the moment. Yeah, it'll be I either think... four or five. I think. Yeah, I, I I could go for five. I feel like yeah, I feel like five's a safe one for a draw and it like that. But yeah. and again, they did draw to Southampton, who have been I think a four, a four actually, because they did draw to Southampton when they should have won that game definitely. Southampton got lucky, so we have yeah, to take. They should, but they, sh they should have been riding high after the lead. Yeah, well, they, we do they have to take been. into account that we're for, for marking Southampton. We have to take into account that they got lucky as well. So a little bit of I a spoiler they, uh, for the next episode as well. But some of the predictions for this game, the Southampton Man United game that were made last Thursday, <laughs> very different to the actual scores. Yeah. I might have predicted 10-0 to Man United, Harry. Might have. Uh, but yeah, let's just, you know, it is what it is. So we oh, wait for, for the home leg. Wait for the home leg. Yeah, exactly. Are we going um, for four or five then for United, sorry? Four, I think, because it's Southampton. They should have won. They got unlucky, but they should. What did you think, yeah. Harry? Four or five? Yeah, four. 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 They're four. better than losing out a win due to bad luck. If you know what I mean, to Southampton, they're better than that. Like, they shouldn't. That shouldn't affect them. But what if they want to be title wins. Yeah, exactly. Last week, Newcastle got a four. Uh, they lost 2 0 this week against Villa. I'd, yeah, they were poor. I think this is a two or oh, a three. I was about to say two. Two was, yeah, not great performance, all, yeah. all things considering. I kind of want to revisit the Arsenal one we gave this week, give them a two. Because I don't think. Oh, bollocks. Okay. It was against Chelsea. Chelsea, oh, plus, That's true. plus injuries. Ch Chelsea okay. are the, okay. got the okay. only team to get nine two weeks in okay. a row. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Come on, got, give you, give you, give if if anything, else. let's give Arsenal a 10, because they couldn't have done any better than that. No, wide <laughs> naked, son. Yeah, keeping it at three. That's right. canon now, I've heard that. Newcastle um, with two. Yeah. 
Norwich. They can't do any heaven. Uh, they got a t- that fucking zero. Norwich got a two last week. This week, um, I happily give them a zero. They were disgusting. Zero. Zeros all around. <laughs> I, yeah, they were. Can we give them less? Embarrassing yeah, to watch. Minus points. So far, they're on two points out of uh, a possible twenty. Nice. Um, Southampton last week got a three. This week they drew one-one with United at home. I think a five because I don't think they were particularly good. They got lucky with their goal, and they yeah. got lucky. Well, we're giving yeah. United a four, and we should probably give Southampton a five because they were yeah. expected to. Probably yeah, of course. Lose, so, yeah, cool. Spurs um, last week got an eight. This week it's going to be lower, even though they won because they looked at the far less convincing and actually yeah. dominated by Wolves during this game. Um, be a six. Yeah, I, think a six. six. I think a six. Yeah. Cool. I think it seems fair. Watford last week they got an eight. This week they lost two one to Brighton. Oh, um, at Brighton. So. Yeah, two 0 to Brighton. Yeah. Uh, maybe a three. They weren't good. They weren't good. They were bad. Like they yeah. didn't really do anything. Brighton never looked shook. So yeah, I, two I, I, or I three maybe. Two or three. I think two or I think three. a three. I'd give a three. I feel like two. We because I oh know we gave zero to Norwich, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, now nah, we can slap them in two. Yeah. Watford in two. Yeah. Guys suck. Uh, cool. Right. Last two teams. Uh, West Ham. Last week they got a seven. This week they won four-one against Leicester. I'm I want to give it a nine. I'm gonna say nine. To be fair, it was a great yeah. performance by them. They did concede a goal, but it was also like it didn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't yeah. too. It was only. It did make it two-one, but even then, it didn't feel like it mattered. Very sharp going forward, like. Yeah. Oh they, man. I don't think they're too worried about like trying to get a clean sheet or anything. Yeah. That's one thing. Declan Rice and Sushek as that midfield duo is unreal, man. Yeah. It is fantastic. Definitely. Um, Su is a great player as well. Uh, I know Harry knows all about him this year. Uh, but yeah, no, and Ben Rama obviously I said like great steal for me in the draft, in the fantasy draft. But yeah, like I don't know, they're great. So nine, I'm happily give them a nine. Cool. Last but not least, Wolves. Last week they got a four. This week they lost one nil at home to better. Tottenham. They were better. They did dominate, but they didn't get the result. I feel like we could go probably like a five because they didn't get the result, but they were better than they were last week. Mm. Uh, they showed us a bit more. They could have. They, Who did they play last? Well, they week? weren't. Oh, they, what, just... they lost one 0 against um, Leicester last week. So yeah, um, yeah. Let's go for a five. They weren't amazing. Yeah. They're running with bigger teams, like quite close. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. So that's everyone done. Manager. I'll quickly run through the scores. So Arsenal got a three. Villa got seven. Brentford got five. Brighton got seven. Burnley got four. Chelsea two nines in a row. Um, Palace got uh, nine, uh, sorry, nine, five. <laughs> got nine uh, overall. Five, uh, and then Everton, five. Leeds, five. Leicester had an abysmal two. Liverpool got nine. City, sorry, Liverpool got eight. City got nine. Uh, United got four. Newcastle got two. Norwich with a bit big fat zero. Um, Southampton. <laughs> yeah. Southampton got five. Spurs got six. Watford got two. West Ham got nine. And finally, Wolves got five. 
So yeah, that is another week's worth of ratings done. Done, done, Wicked. done. Now, before we go, I just want to say that we do, we're not sure how, well, we don't know how far this is going to go, but basically we got, we've been making up some hoodies, we've been making up a hat. Ollie, show the hoodie design real quick for the, for the people. For the uh, it's very basic, but it looks boys and girls back home. The, you know, this is this is one of one. This, this could... is currently one of one. Yeah, yeah, so this, little this hoodie could... and stuff. But yeah, man. Lovely little thing. Very nice. I'm not sure if it's the right around on on your screen or my yeah, screen. Yeah, but, yeah, I yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I can see it right. I'm not sure if that's yeah. though, but either way, um, lovely little hoodie. Very soft. Really good quality, actually. I was quite surprised. I think oh, Jesus the idea, Christ. The idea at the moment will be it's amazing. one of one. <laughs> I think the idea, yeah. <laughs> the what are you idea, doing? <laughs> but yeah, so for the moment, I think we're doing it for ourselves, basically. I don't know if it's interested for anyone else to do it, but if you are interested and you want one, hit us up. You could buy one. Yeah. Um, we'll sell them. You know, we'll 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 sort you one out. You can pay for it, whatever. Let us know. We're, we're more than happy to. We're more than happy to do that. We're going to get our own ones. You know, that it's the thing. If you get one of them now, you'll be like one of the first. Yeah, and it'll be in like in a year's time where everyone's like, oh man, try to get you know the new footy fetish drop. Oh, stayed up to like three o'clock in the morning to get to get my hoodie. Couldn't happen. Now, you know, now seeing some on Depop or or StockX for a grand, yeah, exactly. I can't get a hold of it. All these scalpers so, that are gonna come. Um, yeah, and then you know when the hats you, turn up as well. Let's see, that's that's printed on there, but the hats yeah. are gonna be embroidered, even embroidered, better quality. Man. I don't know about you boys, but I'm also willing to do, you know, signed photos and um, yeah. uh, you can find short video on, messages on Cameo want, as well. Like birthday yeah. wish. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, actually, that. I tell you what, I have had an idea, guys, around the next. I'll, I'll run it by you quickly now uh, for the next um, uh, award show. I want to cameo it and get celebrities to read out the winners. Nice. Which I think would be quite funny, and we'll that do a rant. Like we'll each get a couple, like a number. Uh, we'll each get a few awards assigned. We won't tell each other who we've got and got. Okay. It's because they're quite expensive. But... <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> no, I know, I know, but I think it's. I think it'll be fucking jokes. We got a year to save up. Yeah, we got a year to save up for it. But anyway, exactly. we're gonna go now. If you want a hoodie, if you want a hat, let us know, and we'll sort you out with one. No problem. We'll do your nice, nice rate as well. But um... do you a good deal. Exactly, but uh, yeah, thanks to everyone for watching today. Thank you to Ollie and to Harry for joining me. Thank you to Ollie for streaming us today. Done a stellar job, bang up job, mate. Um, this will be out tomorrow night, I believe. This pod, is yes. that right, Ollie? Tomorrow yes. evening, yep. I'll tomorrow edit evening. that bad boy tonight, and then it will be uploaded and it will be ready. Probably, uh, I'm going to say eight o'clock tomorrow. Eight o'clock tomorrow. So o'clock you know, tomorrow, be there or be. A.M. Blind. 8 a.m. Yeah, no, 8 p.m. But um, yeah. So if that's you know, you can listen to us while you're going to sleep or first thing in the morning on the on Thursday. So it's up to you, really. But yeah, thank you everyone for watching. Make sure to follow us on Twitch, follow us on YouTube. On uh, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. I'm sure Ollie will put links. Uh, in comment section on wherever, or, or we have links about or in, in here the chat. or here. Or here, or here, or here. Just, just one circular about, right? going round and round here. Exactly. Do we have our socials on our Twitch page somewhere? I'm sure we do, right? And all that kind of stuff. Um, yes. I think that's an overlay, so. isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're on there. Just make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, make sure to follow, make sure to hit notification bells, mate. Whatever it is, download them. Whatever it is, do it for us. Do we it. We really appreciate it. 
Um, but yeah, we will be back on a lot for you Twitch viewers. We'll be back on Thursday, Thursday evening for a live stream um, to where we review, where we preview this week's football coming up, and we will also talk a bit of fantasy league and that kind of thing as well. Ooh. So yeah, Ooh. so yeah, thanks everyone. Uh, we love you basically, Mo Farrisine, and we will see you soon. Peace. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.